0: This is the SETN Podcast with Chris Goforth
1: and Chandler Morrison, covering high school football in Chattanooga and the Southeast Tennessee area, the SETN Podcast.
0: Welcome in to SETN Preps, I'm Chris Goforth, he is Chandler Morrison, we do this uh, year-round, we talk uh, high school football in Southeast Tennessee, nothing for North Georgia, nothing against you folks. We just like to talk about uh, Southeast Tennessee football. You can find us on Twitter at SETN Preps. You can find Chandler Morrison at Sports Chandler. You can find me at ChrisGoFourth1. Make sure you like us on Facebook. Let's go to Facebook.com slash SETN Preps or just type SETN Preps in that uh, search bar on Facebook and you can find us there as well. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review Apple Podcasts, Spotify, podcast.com, TuneIn, Pandora. We're on all of those. Again, subscribe, rate, and review. We appreciate your five-star ratings. Uh, we'd like for you to subscribe to it because in doing so, it helps us find more high school football fans, and it helps high school football fans be able to find us. So, appreciate you doing that. Also, check out our uh, webpage at setnpreps.com. Chandler, this week we... Um, we head up uh, through the Icoi for a little bit to visit with uh, Copper Basin uh, quarterback Bryson Grabowski and his dad Chad Grabowski. He's the head coach at Copper Basin. Get a chance to talk to uh, to both of those guys, and you know, from talking to Coach Grabowski, look, any time a job comes open uh, for a, a coaching job, I'm always like, somebody should call somebody should call Grabowski. It doesn't feel like he has any interest in leaving Copper Basin. I mean, it sounds like he is a guy now that he loves being in the small town, sounds like he loves uh, that community, and that he's committed to being there long term. And if that's the case, he can have uh, sustained success in Copper Hill.
1: Yeah, and Chris, I can't tell you how many times last year we talked about Copper Basin, just brought them up in our discussion of teams to look out for if not last year, you know, in the coming years, you know, just because they've had so many things going for them with Grabowski being out there and his son Bryson being out there as the quarterback. They've had a lot of great athletes. They have a good senior class, you know, and they're really one of these teams that could fight, you know, with South Pittsburgh for a potential run to the state championship, you know. Um, you know, I think everything's going to have to run through that semifinal and some of those teams you'll get from East Tennessee, but, you know, I Chris, I can't tell you how many times we've talked about Copper Basin as kind of a, dare I say, a dark horse for being a contender.
0: No, I agree with you, and I, I think you could put them in that. Look, you you know, when you talk about 1A football in East Tennessee, it's going to start with South Pittsburgh. Greenback's going to be in that conversation. Uh, mm-hmm. But Copper Basin is one of those teams. And, I, look, I don't know when our friend Murphy Fair puts out his high school football preview magazine in a, in a couple of weeks uh, or months. I hope that we're going to see Copper Basin ranked in his, you know, preseason top five, top ten in Class 1A because I think they deserve to be there. All the pieces are in place. For them to have a, a really special season. So without uh, let, let's start our conversation with the quarterback of the Copper Basin Cougars. Bryson Grabowski, phenomenal season for him last year at Copper Basin. He passed for 19 touchdowns on his way to being named the all-region quarterback. He was an all-state selection. He's a best-of-prep selection as well. And uh, Bryson Grabowski gave us some time here on SETN Prep. Bryson, tell us a little bit about kind of what you've been doing to stay in football shape during the pandemic that's going on.
2: Um, Well, I have the privilege of having my dad as my head coach, and we've been able to actually bring one of their weight racks home, and I've been able to continue to work out during this time and also throw and run whenever I can with some of my friends and just keep us all in shape and get ready for the coming season.
0: What colleges are you hearing from? I know you're, uh, you know, you're on on all these lists of the top quarterbacks in the state of Tennessee, and um, so I, I know there's a lot of attention coming your way. But who all are you hearing from?
2: Um, well, I'm hearing from Moorhead State, Kentucky Wesleyan, Culver Stockton, Bluefield College. But I'm also hearing from Youngstown State, UTC, Austin Peay, Eastern Kentucky, um, Wingate. Catawba, West Georgia, some of those schools. Does everybody look
0: at you as a quarterback, or are they talking to you about other positions too? Uh, just as quarterback. You're a pretty good baseball player too. Is there any chance you would play both sports in college?
2: Um, yes, there is a possibility of that. I'll actually have an offer to um, play football and baseball at Kentucky Wesleyan College. So there's definitely a possibility for that.
0: Which sport do you like the most? Football. When do you have an idea of when you want to make an announcement? Of, of are are you gonna you gonna try to get all your visits in? What what's your plan?
2: I plan on taking visits this fall, permitting what's going on right now. I plan on taking some visits and then
0: making my decision after that. What are college coaches that you're talking to? What are they telling you that you need to work on the most?
2: Just, I mean, getting bigger, there's always room to get a little bigger, get a little taller, faster, stuff like that. But just, you know, more developing my brain around the game. I mean, we didn't, we haven't ran the spread at Copper Basin until me and my dad were able to move up here, and they were always running triple options. So it's been kind of different, and just bringing all of our guys into that area, which these college coaches, they see my film, they don't know what offense they were running before, but just, you know, working on my craft, getting my my release faster, keeping my throws on the run at top shape and stuff
0: like that. What's the best part about being a coach's kid?
2: I'm always learning. I'm always able to – he's always usually sitting right next to me on the couch if I ever want to talk football. I've been around the game my whole life. I've been a ball boy since I was six years old, always been on the sideline. I've even called a few plays just
1: because I was that smart about the game as a little kid. So do you ever just get to watch a football game without talking the schematics or anything like that when your dad's around watching it with you? I don't think um, – I don't really think so. I mean, we
2: definitely <laughs> – we watch college ball and just cheer for our teams, but there's all, usually an evaluation of a play that goes into it. Now, who is your point. team?
0: Who is your team?
2: Go Gators. Oh, Wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm born and raised
1: in Orlando, so What what have uh Brazen, what have you been able to do as far as I know you, you've got your dad to always kinda of pick his brain and everything, but what have you been able to do as far as getting that football IQ better and, and as far as the schematics and things you can do without your, your teammates around? Just I mean, I watched a lot of Huddle film, just
2: re watching our games from last year and kind of picking at some of the things that we didn't quite do right, but we can fix and kind of I have a notebook that I write stuff down in just kind of looking at that making sure that when we do get back to normal we have all this stuff to work on and just go over it re and film with the guys and stuff like that. What's the
0: summer going to be like for you?
2: Well we're um summer we're supposed to start workouts back on June 1st and we're going to be able to work out and do some conditioning get some playing in but unfortunately due to of the circumstances I'm not going to be able to go to some of these camps that I've been hoping to go to until later in the month. It's really just getting back into it with my team and working towards that state championship that we want to bring back to this area. Let's talk about the 2020
0: season. You're going to be a senior. How good can you guys be?
2: We can be as good as we want to be. I mean, last year was – really a record-breaking year for us. And looking at this, we we have all the pieces back that we want and that we need to really challenge South Pittsburgh for that region title and challenge Greenback for that state title.
0: That's, uh, man, that, that's a tall task when you talk about going at any level, when you talk about having to go through those two teams to be able to get where uh, you want to go. And Copper Basin's a program, let's be honest. Now, I can go back to the 80s. Uh, when I was in school, and you know, Copper Basin has a good football tradition there, a good football history there over the years. They've they've won some games there, no doubt. Um, but man, that is so tough when when you talk about having to go through two of those teams to be able to get to a state title, and one of them in South Pittsburgh. I mean that's that's in your own region. You've got to face those guys. Now, do they come to Copper Hill this year or do you guys go there?
2: We we go we go to South Pittsburgh this year, last game of the year. But I mean it's it's a tall challenge but we gotta beat the best to be the best and that's our goal is always be the best no matter what we're doing.
1: Our goal is to go into
2: South Pittsburgh and come out with that region title.
0: You're part of what I think is a really talented group of um, quarterbacks uh, this year. Uh, we talked with, with Isaac Barnes here recently um, on our show from, um, from up at Soddy Daisy, the guy kid up at, uh, up at Bradley Central, um, uh, the Burks kid. I think he's really good. Uh, Braden Sanders over in South Pittsburgh, he's another one. He's a good quarterback. How many of those guys do you know?
2: Oh, I know, I know all of them. Me and Isaac Barnes go way back to middle school. When I was at Red Bank, we played against each other. We were good friends all through middle school. I still talk to him to this day. And then Braden, me and him have kind of grown a friendship through this all off the field, obviously. But we still talk to them now and then. But all these guys, I'm, I'm good friends with. And even though we're all fighting for playing playing time and colleges and stuff, we're still good friends off the field. We well,
0: appreciate Bryson uh, Grabowski for joining us. Now we can turn our attention to his dad. He is the head coach, Chad Grabowski at Copper Basin. And as you heard Bryson say just a few minutes ago, look, They didn't run the spread offense before Chad Grabowski came uh, to Copper Basin, so it's been a little bit of a building process for him, but certainly he's uh, turned the Cougars into a factor in 1A football in the state of Tennessee. When do you expect to begin summer workouts with your team?
3: June 1st. Um, we've been, we're, we're told, um, I was told today we're going to have a meeting tomorrow on the, the whole, whole particulars of how we can do everything, but we're, we've been told we get to start June 1st. Um, it'll be, all it'll be doing social distancing, having to do certain groups and how many numbers and all that good stuff. And, you know, we'll, we'll have to break it a little bit. The good thing about us, we're a small school, we don't have a huge number, so <laughs> breaking in numbers it'll, it'll be a little bit easier for us to do um, so it will not be as, as difficult but um you know we'll, we'll be create we'll, we'll do it the way we're supposed to do it do it the right way and stay inside the rules of how we're supposed to do things and um, be ready for our first game of the season you know I mean that's we got to do what we got
0: to do how much does it hurt to not have a spring practice
3: for a team like us it hurts it, it's it's it hurts a lot. Um, you know, those, those days of practice is, means a lot for a team, especially a small community like us, um, that depends on, on those practices. You know, we're, we, we don't have, you know, coming up, up here into a community that, that didn't have really a JV program and, and doesn't have – we have a, a, a small feeder program. You know, being able to have that spring practice time with these kids is, is huge, and and losing that this year it hurt a lot. Um, so being able to get out here June first and and give those guys and start getting back into the swing of things is going to be important.
0: Look, based on the success that you've had at uh, you had previously at Red Bank and what you've been able to do at at Copper Basin, there's look, there's no doubt, man, you can coach ball. Thank Why you. Copper Basin?
3: You know it's it's a it's a a neat play it's you know they i love the small community i was i um i was born in a small community in colorado um i lived in a small community when i when i played football in high school and i love small communities i mean i really do um and they 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 love football up here um they cherish what they have up here and um, you know, why not? Why not the Copper Basin? You know, why, why don't they deserve to have something special up here? Um, so, you know, it's, it's been it's been fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to this next season um, and more seasons to come. I mean, I have a, a younger son after Bryson that's uh, nine years old. It's going to be a fifth grade. Got a group of kids that's after them, that's with him. That's been winning a bunch of games in the in the youth football league. I got another group after them that's won championships in youth football league. Um, so I mean, we're 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 not just looking at right now. We're looking at the future. Uh, we got we got some things coming coming in the in the in the, in the future up here that, that's looking bright.
0: You know, we we talked about this a little bit with uh, with Bryson, and, and he brought up the fact that before you guys got there. They hadn't ran the spread offense much at all at Copper Basin. Yeah. That's something that you brought. Yeah. Given that you've had to implement a new system, are you where you thought you would be in this rebuilding process right now?
3: Um, I'm, I think I'm a little bit ahead of where I thought I would be, truthfully. <laughs> um, and I think, and they're buying. They're everybody's buying into it a lot really quickly. Um, You know, I have a lot of people in the community buying into it. I have the youth program buying into it. You know, I'm really good friends with the the guy that runs the whole youth program. Me and him hang out every single day, pretty much. Um And he's got the, the coaches in that program, putting stuff in. I mean, we've even got our our little seven, eight running spread offensive stuff down there, passing the ball around and stuff like that. And um, so, you know, when, when it's spreading all the way down to those guys, you know, it's, something that they're uh, they're buying into so it's just exciting you know and, and again you're not you know we may next year it may be a little look a little different because of uh, personnel some like of that but you know you got to adjust to what you have personnel wise here and there a little bit but um you know and that's what makes you know as everybody says oh you, you're you just you do this thing you do that thing but I, i'm a coach I, I adjust to what i have as far as players um <laughs> I'm not stuck on one thing, and that's that's why I think I I am so successful because I don't just stick with one thing. I try to make sure I do what's best for the kids.
0: It's interesting you say that because having grown up in a in a small uh, football minded community, I've always felt the key to having not just success but sustained success at the small school level in a in a community type setting is. You gotta have those guys running that offense whatever it is, whether it's the wing T or the spread or whatever it is, you gotta be running that offense from the time they're in peewee's all the way through so that by the time they get to you, kind of the fundamental aspect of that offense, they already know it.
2: Yeah. And
3: and you know, it's the fundamental the biggest thing is the fundamentals and, and having keys and you know, football is football. There's there's so much stuff that is we run we run a lot of stuff in our in our packages there's triple option stuff but it's spread and people don't realize that a lot of this stuff is is so intertwined and so interconnected with so much football stuff and it, it looks like spread and it is spread but man a lot of the concepts are triple option things here and there and they're they're run oriented but we make it look very spread out and makes it look very different than what it is and you know some people don't realize the intricacies of what football I mean football is a, a chess game and you got to you got to figure out what makes it look different to other people and that's what we do i mean my the office coordinator i have he does a good job of, of making things look different to what they are and um, you know it's, it's it's sometimes making the making the, the outer appearance
1: look different to what the inner appearance is when when, when it's all said and done, you kind of get back into football after this whole coronavirus and, and everything being quarantined and everything you know, what are you looking to improve the most? I guess what are you looking at as far as the area y'all y'all are looking to to have the most, I guess, improvement in? You know, from from last year to this year. Just being consistent. We were not consistent last year.
3: We we had a great, we did a good job in the beginning of the year of, of of winning games, and then we just kind of just lost it. Just being consistent throughout games. Um, we could watch, I, co- I mean, I go back and watch film, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, how did the heck we lose this game, or how did we not score more touchdowns here? How did we lose in this drive and not continue to do things? It, penalties or, or turnovers or something like that, just consistency that we did not uh, play with last year. And that's something that we got to really work on is our consistency as a, a football team, whether it's offense, defense, or special teams. Our consistency was not there where it needs to be.
0: It helps though when you got a player like Bryson. Tell us about his biggest strengths. Um, take you take the dad hat off, put the coaching hat on for a second, and tell us about his his strengths as a player.
3: Oh, just his knowledge. You know, being around football as long as he has, he has knowledge for for football and and um, you know, being leadership um, qualities that he has, um, being able to. to to be able to be the quarterback, the quarterback on the field, you know, the um, intangibles, there's things that even the coaches that I've had several of the coaches watched him on film and and the things that he does with the, with the running and the, the things that he does while he's running with the ball in his hands and the throws and stuff like that. They're like, they can't teach those things. Um, and, you know, that's, that's, that's just that's from being around football and that's from, from doing the things that he's done over time um, that he's just just learned and, and developed over time and um, you know it's you know I you can teach you can t- teach some things but you know some things are God given and and that just happens to be what what Things he has, and you know, we we try to we try to work with those skills that he, that he has. That's with any kid, any of those kids that we have on our team. We're going to work with the skills that they have and develop them, make them the best players that they ha- they
0: are. There's a little bit of I don't know if it's Fran Tarkington, I don't know if it's Brett Favre. Uh, there's a little bit of all of that in him, isn't there? I mean, you, he's a kid yeah. that he can take nothing and turn it into something, can he?
3: Yeah, he can. You're right he does he he, um you know the more and more i watch him on film you know got got a lot of time to watch people on film um with all this stuff going on um you know you get kind of amazed on on things that these kids get to do and you know watch him on film and watch the other boys on film when you're when you're sending things off to these coaches and you're like man how the heck do you get out of this or how do you make that play and how do you you know yeah you're you're right. The, the Fantarkatins, the Brett Favs, the, the, and uh, Brett Favre is, is another one. I mean, the strength of his arm. I mean, I get out there and throw with him because he, I'm, I'm the only one out here right now that can catch his ball because he probably killed my poor daughter or son with his throw and <laughs> he killed my hand. I have to wear gloves now to catch his ball. is his, his got so strong and his throws, um, and even a couple of the other receivers that he's thrown with are like, they're like, Bryson, your throws have gotten a lot harder. They kind of hurt our hands. Um, so it's is a uh,
1: his velocity has definitely got up there. Coach, uh, kind of talking forward, you know, going to this season, and you know, you, you start to look at your schedule. Um, that last game of the schedule, I know that's way ahead, and, and you know, we, we it's something me and Chris will probably talk about way beforehand too. Uh, but when you look at that region you're in, how much is it going to be a challenge? How do you look at maybe the potential matchups with especially like South Pittsburgh, who, you know, is going to be probably on your route to, to get into a state championship down the road?
3: Yeah, you know, obviously South Pittsburgh is a big challenge. But we're going to, I mean, we're going to, we're going to play one game a, a week. Um, like I'm going to tell my kids every, every time we're going to in. I'm going to tell them that they're going to always hear it. They're going to look ahead to South Pittsburgh because that's the team they want to beat. I mean, that's obviously – and that's the team we want to beat for the region title. Um, and that's the team we're going to have to beat for the region title. And we're going to have to beat them twice to get to the state championship because we're going to beat them for the region title. If we don't beat them for region title, we're going to play them again somewhere by the third round of the playoffs, either their place or our place, to be able to get to the fourth round of the playoffs. And, you know, it's – it you know, it all runs through our region – to get to the state title, I mean, it, it the last how many years has the state title ran through our region to get there? Um, you know, it's it it just it shows you how strong our region is for um, you know for that state title. I mean, what a couple years ago, South Pitts in the semifinals last year. Uh, uh, one play away from going to a state title um, this last year. And, you know, it just it just shows the strength
1: that, that's, that's in our region. I'm sure every coach would love to play at home every game if they could. But, but being where y'all are at, you know, the community is small for you like y'all have, and, and kind of being a little farther away from everybody, how much do y'all cherish having those home games and trying to get those home games in the playoffs?
3: Man, they, they're huge because the travel is – Crazy. Um, it's it's an hour and a half. The closest game to anywhere is an hour and a half for us, and uh, that's being generous because um, it takes us probably. I mean, it's gonna take us probably two and a half hours, at least, maybe three hours to get us out fit if we hit traffic bad. Um, you know, it's it's very important. I mean, those those home playoff games are, are huge, um, and for another team to travel to us from Region Four. Um, you know that's a that's a long trip for them. I mean, some of those those teams are traveling uh, four to five hours to come play us on a Friday night. Uh, that's a long trip for them to take, and uh, you know that, that that wears on you, and uh, that's that's huge for us, and, a, and in my opinion, a huge disadvantage for that that team in the
0: playoffs. Coach, I came to Copper Basin one time for a game, last game of the season. It was uh, was on Halloween. I missed the turn for the school. I ended up in downtown Copper Hill, and ended up in the. Um, I was in the Halloween parade, <laughs> and I don't. I, I'm sure all those people are wondering who this random guy was in a black Volkswagen driving through the. Uh, I wasn't throwing out candy or anything, so they nobody was nobody at all was happy to see me that day. But no. uh, that was as as Chandler's kind of pointed out that's a heck of a home field advantage you guys have because yeah. that's a I mean that that's a crowd that can that can get loud and get after you uh, yeah. and that 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 creates a that creates a great uh, I think it's a great experience for high school football to go there and play yeah, it's just it one is, of those great is, places
3: it is you know the small town community that shuts down on Friday nights for everybody to come watch the ball game I mean it's 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 That's what they, you know, I mean, our stadium, our field house, our goalposts, everything that was there is built by people in the community. I mean, it was built by grandparents, by parents, by uncles, by people in that community. Someone had a hand in building those things. And so they have a lot of ownership in that stuff, and they want to be there. They have pride, and there's a lot of pride in that.
0: Tell us what you have coming back. We know about Bryson. Tell us about some of the other kids you've got coming back for 2020.
3: You know, we have, uh, we lost one offensive lineman. So we have four of our offensive linemen coming back. We have um, three of our receivers. We have a running back. So we have, I mean, we have eight offensive guys coming back. We have eight defensive uh, players coming back. Um, And if I, if I, Finagle enough ways, if because Bryson starts here, games here and there. I have nine defense players coming back. Um, you know, it's – you know, it, it's a – for a small little 1A school, that's a lot of kids coming back to play after a year that you had went six and five. Um, we have 12 seniors coming back this year, which is a, is a big senior class for a small little school like us. Um, and they're all guys that have played together for a long time. Um and that are that are excited to play together. Um, you know, they all, they all love being around each other. They all love playing together. Um, you know, they hang out together after school, um, after practice, and stuff like that. That's that's huge. Um, and a lot of times, you don't in in big big areas, you don't see that all the time. In small communities, it's 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 neat to see stuff like that.
0: How many of those kids do you expect? We, we know Bryson's going to get a chance to, to play in college somewhere. How many of those other kids do you think will might get that chance to play football at, at some level?
3: Well, our center's already been offered by Moorhead State, um, so he's, he has a chance. He, he'll probably get some more offers as, as everything goes on. A couple of our receivers got got a lot of interest. Like he getting calls about them. That they there's a lot of schools that like them. Um, Our um, Eli Patterson, our corner, um, couple schools like him. Um, Citadel is really interested in him. Um, You know there's there's a lot of kids on our 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 uh, squad that a lot of schools really interested in. They just want to see more of them this season and see how they develop. You know, again, this is our first really full year of doing our our offense and doing things that we did. And they really they, A lot of schools are just like, because we, we need to see more and make sure that they really look the same second year as they did this first year and and evaluation, see them at camps. So that well, we don't got camp this year, so they're going to have to see them on film. They wanted to see them during spring. Well, we ain't got spring now. So, it's you know, all this stuff has really hurt a lot of our kids getting chances to get scholarship offers. So now they're going to have to wait for a season – to be able to get these chances for these colleges to see them, and um, you know, the one good thing is there. These a lot of these kids are on ki- uh, coaches' radar, um, and hopefully, this season um, happens and they, they get a chance to go play football. Um, but they're they all have we'll have a chance. We should have we should have a good signing class. I mean, I'm thinking probably anywhere from six to eight kids
1: when, when all the recruiters and all these other teams are coming in. Where, where as a coach, if they ask you, where where are you saying to eat on a Friday night out there in Copper Hill? Uh, Copper Grill. Copper Grill. Copper Grill.
3: Yeah, there's a they. I, they have a, a catfish, uh, all you can eat catfish meal, a basket meal. Man, oh man, it's my favorite thing. I, I love going there on Friday nights. Obviously during football season I can't go there, but once football season's over, I go there on Friday nights and oh man, their catfish meal is so good.
0: Coach, appreciate the time, man. I, I hope we get a chance to uh, to do this again uh, maybe later on in the summer, if not uh, during the season. But appreciate it. Best of luck to you guys. And uh, uh, congratulations on what you guys are building at Copper Basin. Looking forward to it.
3: Thank you so much. Appreciate you guys. Thanks.
0: Thank you, man. Well, I, again, I appreciate both uh, Bryson and Chad Grabowski for spending some time with us. And Chandler, you said it earlier, man. We, you know, Copper Basin has been that team that here over the last two years in doing this podcast, we talked about them a little bit the first year and then we talked about them quite a bit last year, honestly. And I expect they're a team that we're going to be talking about uh, a whole lot in this
1: 2020 season. Yeah, I, you know, Chris, I, like I said, I think we'll be talking about them a whole lot more this year. I think they will be a contender for, they, they were a contender last year for that, that region. I think they're going to step up into another level and be, you know, possibly be right there at that region championship and maybe even going on a, on a quarterfinal semifinal run this year. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think we'll talk about them a whole lot, maybe so much so that we'll have to talk to, uh, Coach, coach and quarterback Grabowski again this year sometime.
0: That would be good. That would be good. Uh, Chandler, anything from you? I thought it was positive to hear Coach Grabowski say that he's going to be able to get his kids and start working them out June 1. I think that's going to be – I don't know if that's going to be official as we record this thing in today's Monday. You may be hearing this later, but it's Monday when we're recording this. I think from what I have been told, um, that's pretty much going to be the, the – the uh, the word all across the area is that folks are going to be able to start working out again June 1st. Which look, that's a good thing. Anything we can do to get more back to normal and and to be able to get you know to feel more comfortable that the football season is going to be played, I think is a uh, I think that's a good move. So I was glad to hear uh, Coach Grabowski say that a few minutes ago.
1: Yeah, and, and, you know, I think it's going to be good for everybody to kind of start around that time because I think what you're going to get into is if you don't start everybody at the same time, you're going to have, is this unfair? Or is this fair? This school has more resources than this school. And so they were able to do this and that. Um, you know, I think it's been pretty fair as far as, you know, what we've been able to do virtually or what the coaches and players have been able to do virtually as far as, you know, practice, workouts, all that kind of stuff, uh, here in the past few months. So I, you know, I, I think it's going to be good that we're going to start off with it even playing, but I think that's what uh, the TSSAA has been concerned with is, you know, some schools might not be able to start back as soon as others if they don't put in a certain date. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that we're kind of getting started around June 1st. That's a good, good time to kind of start football. That's that's when you start football outside of spring practice anyway. So it's almost like you're just kind of starting from from the same time you would anyway, because usually teams take a break after that spring practice and then come back around June 1st, end of May, something like that.
0: Chandler? We'll do this again soon. I don't know who exactly we're going to be talking to in the coming weeks, but we're going to continue to talk to to more coaches and try to get a few more players on with us as well. In the meantime, of course, subscribe, rate, and review to SETN Preps. You can find us on Twitter at SETN Preps. He's Chandler Morrison. I'm Chris Goforth. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you again real soon.